The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Hey, thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Cam Edwards. And a very, very, very tired Missy. Yes, and a uh, clothes dryer in the background. There's a booker, a barkin. He's probably going to come running in here. You'll be hearing toenails on the floor. It is just too flipping hot to do the show outside from so, the fire pit or the picnic table. Yeah, so, so we're we're in the uh, we're in the the, the dining room of uh, of our domicile tonight. Oh, here comes the dog. He's uh, going to put his. Oh, hopefully oh, he just goes he, and hangs out somewhere. He's gonna go lay down by on, on his own. No. See, I've told you this. Wow. Like you keep trying to tell me that he doesn't oh, like. Oh, no, he's already back. Well, out. he he goes in and out. <laughs> but so, but during the day, like you have a hard time getting him to go in. It's great sometimes. Yeah. But when I'm sitting at my desk, he's either lying on the floor outside of my. Of his crate, or he's actually in his crate, just hanging out. Yeah, we had it's, one. We had one night, and it was really only one night. But uh, he kind of got snippy. You know, he got very snippy. He got. Uh, yeah, we had we had we had words that night, and I yeah. think it was just because he had been in his crate a couple of like like for a couple of hours, and then he was out for an hour or so, and then he had to go back in. And yeah, I think we had company, and he he's a little too gregarious, gregarious with yeah. little children. So it was, a, uh, it was a an unusual dog. circumstance for him, and I think he was just like, "I'm not ready to go back in yet." Well, that's and why he's said, willful. That's this he, is that's one of his issues. Well, that's funny because I was trying to talk to Kid Five about that because she was trying to discipline him today, and she said, and he kept turning his head away from me. I'm like, "Oh, that's him trying to ignore you." Mm-hmm. He just will like like no no no, you're not talking to me, and he'll turn his head away. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you got to get his attention. He's but. munching on something uh, at our feet, yep. which is good because today he ate um, Kid Forrest bathing suit bottoms, oh, which was, Lord. you know, eh, they were a little tight. He was going to need a new bathing suit anyway, still, but it would have been nice to donate that that yeah, bathing suit. He's so. still, he's still, yes, he's still in the chewing phase. Yeah, we were uh, chewing on something earlier. We were chewing on blueberries because some of our blueberries are starting to come in. Yeah, and so thankfully, so so. We have three different types of blueberries. We have one bush that goes really early, and unfortunately, all of the birds got to it before we were able to get hardly any ripe berries. Yeah. But I we came have, in one day and I was like, "Hey, we've got some blueberries," and I gave you, I think, a blueberry. Like a blueberry, and then hey, <laughs> and then we had no more. The birds were like, "Hey, there are blueberries." Right. Right. And so we have a secondary kind that are shorter, and they bloom later. 
And then we have the one that I planted like two years ago that's a third type that has three. Right. But it's, and it looks like it had a growth spurt with the hot weather and the wet. It does. But it's still a puny little. Yeah, this is the tree. first year, though, that we've actually had fruit it's on a, the one little branch. So. Yeah, I was just saying, you can't, this is like a Charlie Brown blueberry bush. Because yeah. the it's like the Charlie it's, Brown Christmas tree, right? Yeah, right. it's like it's so pathetically small you can't well, even call just, it a bush. It's but it's just, trying yeah. real hard. It it's has just, three. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so tonight we had a chance to throw some of that uh, black plastic deer netting over it all, which yes. just means we're going to be rescuing birds soon. But That's whatever. Okay. Whatever. I'm I'm happy because we're going to have blueberries. Because this year I want to try to can blueberry pie filling mm. because blueberry pie filling because could become blueberry pie blueberry. Buckle. Buckle, blueberry grumble, blueberry... Crumble. Crumble, blueberry... <laughs> Bumble. Wait, is it such a thing? You said grumble. Graton, <laughs> uh, blueberry ice cream. Like, all yeah. of these things could have Blueberry been ice cream topping. Right. Right. So or cheesecake topping with oh, blueberries, yeah. right? So, all of these things. So, yep. we don't have a lot, but whatever. We'll, you know, maybe I can go to the... The closest blueberry pick farm, and just you know, try to amass some poundage. That's that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the blueberry. Yep. Uh, so besides that, uh, Missy was away for the week, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. Yeah, and, my uh, first traveling alone for a really long time. Right, and so we worked really hard last week. We wanted to get everything planted before Missy left, and we didn't quite get it done. We got all the tomatoes down. Yeah. Uh, and we, that was that was 140 plants, people. I know. That right? was a lot. Like, we, we planted tomatoes. Most people plant tomatoes, they plant a couple of plants. <laughs> we're, we're not like that. We no. planted 140 plants with at least 27 varieties between beefsteak and canning and the third category being the cherry salad, the cherry salad, grape pear, right. little ones. Yeah. Uh, and, and of the 140 that we put down, probably 20 or so. Didn't make the transition, uh, but we had extras, so we right. were able to put those put, down. Put them in, and mix them we've, up. We've still probably lost, I would say, maybe 10% of what yeah. we've put down, which is still but, an incredible amount of tomatoes. But so. we still had a ridiculous amount to start with, so yeah. we were kind of anticipating a loss because right. the transition. So we got that done before Missy left. So while she was gone, I said, you know what, I'm going to get the peppers planted. Uh, and I did get and all of the peppers planted. I was planted. so pleasantly surprised. I was so proud of you for getting that done. Were you a little nervous when I told you that I was doing it? And no. you were a ways away? Well. <laughs> you can be honest. You're among Thurs- friends here. On Thursday night when we were finishing up, and that was when I was going to go to sleep and leave at 2.30 in the morning on yes. Friday. Um, on Thursday night when we were finishing up, I told you, well, if you can't get them planted, please keep them watered. Right. And... I at least got that promise. But you said yes. you would try to get as many in the ground as possible. So it was a hot weekend, it and was. I get it. It was hot and humid. Uh, Virginia humidity is like, blah. It's kind of um, debilitating at times, in the, especially in the high heat time in the sun. So, Well, but. I'll tell you what. I, uh, I brought down, we've got a little Bluetooth speaker, and I brought it down to the garden, and I turned on Sirius XM, 
uh, through my phone because I've got my app. Yeah, I have and, my app too. Uh, and I was listening to Wonderland. I love the, Wonderland. The One Hit Wonder channel. And then there's the uh, the Road Trip channel too. That's right? another good one on Sirius. Yes, but I didn't want to get into a driving mood. I wanted to just, you know, be yeah. engaged. And so I was listening to the One Hit Wonder channel. Yeah, because it's a lot more fun when there's somebody else working with you in the garden. It is. Because you have somebody to talk to, you're singing songs with, you're like whatevering with. But, right. But, yeah, when you're down there by yourself, it, it seems like it takes longer to get things accomplished. But there was, you know, listen, there was that, that part of me that was like, I want her to come home, and I want her to be like, wow, look at that. You know? I'm so, so proud of you. I went down to water so this capable, morning. you know, like, and, and I have a tendency just to, like, let you do your thing, because if I don't, then... Then I do it again. I hear about it, right? So oh, it was, no. I, I had a, I actually had an awakening <laughs> going in a way, because my friend is, like, starting to train her children to do much more than I have ever had. Yeah. Like, she was like, okay, you guys have to do your first floor chores and it was like they disappeared and things got swept and vacuumed and and dusted and it was like wait a minute and they do their well ours do their own laundry theirs do their own laundry but they're also doing their own money management to pay for their own stuff Mm -hmm. after being giving a small lump sum of things that they get to accumulate with like christmas and birthday money okay so i took a bit a little bit of a lesson out of my my away trip for how we're gonna deal with our littles okay uh well because it's the other thing that i've been reading too it's the Making your children more responsible for stuff. Right. Yes, I know. Well, I'm just trying to get them to quit dropping F-bombs, as we talked about the last couple of weeks. But uh, uh, financial, see, finance, that's an F-bomb that they should start dropping. You're right. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about our, our kids' shortcomings in another <laughs> future podcast. Well, we're going to work on stuff. After they it's, go to bed. They're still awake right now. Just well, it's just... Keep it it's, thumbs the word right it's, now. It's just matter. It's it, You know, we all have to make sure that we make our children more self-aware and, and yes. give them more responsibility so yes. that they become adults who can do stuff. You're right. You're That's right. all it is. You're right. Speaking of doing stuff, I was an adult who did something. Not only the... Uh, the pepper planting, but I plugged a groundhog tonight. You did. You got him with our uh, or uh, the Henry, right? Yeah. Henry twenty two, right from the bathroom window. I think you got him on the first shot too. And I did. I think the second was just to make sure he didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I was. So, a, uh, he was. He he would have. Yeah, I think this was the dad for, or an uncle because the the other ones that I got were smaller. They're yeah. like half the size. Okay. So I think that you got more of an adult. So I think we only have a couple more to go that have been uh, what are that well, squatting so here, under our cabin. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. Like you say that, and I, I hope that you're right. But for a while, we thought that we had four groundhogs because we saw four at one time, and then we you killed two. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, well, we're down to two. And then I saw this weekend three of them out at once. And so I'm like, okay, so we're at least up to five. One of them we got tonight. So that brings it down. Well, there was only one out tonight, too. Like, the other thing is... is Yeah, but I saw three over the weekend. So we've got at least two more. Okay. Well, as long as we keep keep at it. The, The thing is, it's like, I've had some of my, you know, not... Farmy friends, you know, farmy friends know 
they're really dangerous to your garden and they're ridiculously detrimental to your house because yeah. if they start tunneling underneath where your foundation is, right. they're going to compromise your housing structure. And that's the thing. And this any th- building housing structure. Right now, they're under a cabin that we don't really care about because right. it's... But this is a house that, you know, it first started getting built in the 1770s and it's been added on to over the years. It's not like this thing is, you know, modern 2017 building standards and building codes. Right. Like- so we need... To- <laughs> We need to not have groundhogs trying to get up underneath our house. And it was kind of... Look, and here's the thing. Here, I mean, we... Uh, my attitude, I have a generally, I have a live and let live attitude towards the nature on our farm. Yes. Um, you know, when it's turkey season, uh, I would love to get a turkey. When it's deer season, I would love to get a deer. But I don't, you know, we don't go out of our way to uh, to, to go hunt critters there are an abundance of, of bunnies right now uh, in our in our property in our garden eating my beet tops right like, seriously it's so it's just you know you're right people who don't have to deal with this may not realize but but here's the thing if they're still eating food that was grown some somewhere Bunnies died for you to eat your salad. You know, uh, yeah, because- groundhogs died in order for you to eat your your carrots and your lettuce. I mean, yeah. like these creatures are still dying, even if you're not the one killing it. Yeah, the people who are growing your food are, are killing, killing these creatures. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you don't get to eat your food, or your food costs more. Like way this is, more, right? Yeah. Or you know, because you're hand picking, right? You're not running combines through fields. You're not using modern agriculture. And yeah. Yeah, after you know what? After working this weekend, I want to make sure that that my carrots don't all get eaten. I yeah. want to make sure. And after you know, paying a mortgage on this house, the groundhog's not going to pay for the mortgage, and the groundhog's not going to pay my homeowner's insurance if he tunnels under the foundation and you know ruins a room of my house or yeah. ruins the house. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up with that. No, so, no. Uh, so I posted a picture on Instagram. Uh, and I think I'm going to post, knowing that this will start some, something. S-H-I-T I, I, storm. Yeah, I think I'm going to be posting this on Twitter and Facebook as well. Because Ooh, look, I spelled I've the pressure rather than saying ah, it. Yeah, I'm so proud you. of you. Oh, thank you. Because I've got a big grin on my face, and I know that's going to drive people crazy. No, but we've been trying to get groundhogs from a weird certain spot. and <laughs> Our it, bathroom window. Our I'm bathroom like, window. and Because it's the... It, I want to tell Larry the Cable Guy, that or Jeff Foxworthy, because to me, like, that, this that's is the one most of those. You might be a redneck. You might be a redneck. If you shoot groundhogs from Bathroom window. Yeah, right. Uh, one of our friends, Farah, on uh, Instagram asked if we shot it while I if I shot it while I was sitting on the toilet, and the answer well, was no. No, because the toilet's too far from the window, and you well, can't, you have to stand up. Anyway. Well, for that angle, it was mm. too far. I have taken a shot from the toilet, um, and we do have at least two more groundhogs, so it, there there's a chance because that really did you would really? be really like, yeah. No, you couldn't. I did. Did you? Oh, so you must have ho- opened the window from the bottom rather yes. than the top. Yes. Okay, so we have. Windows that most of the time, so we have the you know Anderson style windows, right? And we'll if we thought we were getting a better angle from the bottom, but then we thought it was too low, so then we put it down and we started trying to take her from the top. Mm-hmm. So, yes, from the bottom angle, you could if you were on your tippy toes leaning really far out. Yes, it's I not don't, like the toilet's right in front of the window. No, it's don't not. Don't give people that impression. <laughs> it's it's really it's it's it, it's not a big bathroom, but it's not that bad. No, it's it's no, it's not. <laughs> I was just proud of myself. Uh, no, I and, was too. You be, and so I'm like, proud of, and I, like oh. I said, I'm proud of you too. Like we've gotten 3 in the past week. Yeah. 
and and it's just one of those things. Now, it's weird how many rabbits we have, but that's kind of a good thing because we don't have a lot of fox. And we built this fantastic... Hold on to the chicken tunnel ah. story, all right? Because we got to take a time out here. But we have much more to come. Chicken tunnels... Uh, an egg update oh, uh, and yeah. uh, travels with Miss E. So stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. We're back and we're talking chicken tunnels here on 40 Acres and a Fool. <laughs> Actually, we can just talk chickens this segment because we have enough chicken related uh, topics here, I think, to fill a segment. Well, did. So I guess we got the chicken tunnels finished last weekend. So we did we get a chance to talk about them? Um, I, I don't think so, but they're in use now. They, they, yeah, it, it's kind of funny. We had been working on them, but now it's we, finished. We have, it's all hooked up. It's all finished, and I'm, I'm watching the chickens from my office window, and, man, chickens is stupid. And I'm saying that, like, <laughs> ironically, because I know it's R, but, like, they are so dumb. Like, I see them today, and the new gigantic new chicken yard that we have built for them yeah. is is in somewhat shade. Right. And they are all shoved in the tiniest corner of the immediate chicken yard right outside. Yeah. So I actually go down there with Booker and we chase them down the channel. <laughs> it got them down there. It, and then I walked till the very end and then I cut off in and we went away and they got them down to the channel. Well, and then they found the entrance again and came back. So. Well, it, it's funny because when, the, uh, when we first hooked it up, so the, the chicken tunnel runs into the chicken yard, and there's kind of an overlap. Like, the tunnel, it doesn't just meet the fence. No, it, goes it goes into, into the it. yard by about af- a foot. I was afraid of gaps and predators. And it's, it's fantastic. It's a much more sealed yeah. uh, a chicken tunnel. But it confuses the hell out of these chickens. They can't figure out how to get back. Like, they'll wander all around it. Like, I know it's here somewhere. There's, yeah, it's, it's, like there's, it's like, okay, it, it's like door A, door B, and, and they'll door go to C. Other side, and, they and then finally, like, after like five minutes, they'll go in. And, it is and they're like, oh, oh, my goodness. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really hilarious. Like, seriously, chickens always seem to be saying, what? What? Right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so. they're they're just constantly surprised and amazed by everything. And they're really, really, really stupid. So okay, so today I I made I I was since I was gone for a couple of days mm-hmm. and we did that experiment with moving with the, the eggs. twenty seven eggs. Well, I moved thirty two eggs out of that uh-huh. bed that was all so scattered that there was no way that there was a chicken sitting on them. Okay. So I'm either thinking that the kids can do a science experiment and we can kind of open them up and see the different, maybe if we can find some. That as long as we don't do the science experiment where we just leave them out until they explode in your no, 
yeah. that was nasty. <laughs> or um, I was thinking the kids can take the eggs down to the uh, compost pile and just throw them into Chuck the compost in. pile. Yeah, because right, it's kind of fun to throw eggs. I mean, it's not like we have like yeah. When you're allowed, I mean, when you're allowed to, is it still fun? Well, I don't know. When you're when you're when not you're allowed to doing mischief knife in New Jersey <laughs> and you get eggs and you're allowed to, th- and mom says you can throw me your own car. It's not as satisfying as throwing them at a stranger's car, but you still get that release of throwing. Yeah. So yeah, I have to say I don't. Maybe I don't, we'll set up a, a an um. Oh wait, some sort of target cardboard target thing where if they throw it through, they can get. Like five like, like extra minutes corn on cornhole, but with eggs. Right, and if they throw it through, they can get like five extra minutes on the internet or five extra okay. minutes on the computer yeah. or a couple something on the stuff. You right, know, we'll, yeah. we'll set up a whole thing with all the questionable eggs. Okay, I uh, think I saw the questionable eggs open up for question mark in the mystery. No, that was uh, somebody else. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think I ever actually uh, egged anybody when I was a teenager. I got biscuited no. uh, when I was 16. Oh, that was an Oklahoma thing. But in New Jersey, my mom let us throw eggs at our own car. I don't even think it was a New Jersey. I don't even think it was an Oklahoma thing. I've never heard of anybody. I think well, we had Mischief Night in New Jersey. So Mischief night, car. Mischief night was the night before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so you would go out, and one night we set up like some... Uh, grass pile in the middle of the street and to try to cl- slow people down but right. we p- put a ghost figure in it and the cops actually came down and gave us crap and I'm like it's making people slow down They ha- there's room to go around but we took it down anyway we ended up uh, in mischief night the year the Halloween that I spent in New Jersey as a kid yeah. uh, North Jersey and I was you're right I was amazed moving from Oklahoma like wait there's a night where you just get to do pranks and yeah nobody. that's amazing now see it was like it wasn't like mischief night in Detroit where it was just like let's set stuff on fire oh right? mischief was- night in Oklahoma in uh, Camden was let's set fire too <laughs> and to the dumpsters I went right. through that already this was the suburban mischief night yeah. Where I think the worst we did was we put uh, toilet paper between two trees on either side of the road. So the toilet paper ran across. And then we uh, put shaving cream on the toilet paper. So a car driving down. Very visible, by the way. Uh, yeah. a white toilet paper and shaving cream in car headlights. So, yeah. a- again, like... It wasn't that bad. Like, no. ours was the same. We put, like, a pile of grass with a white sheet and, like, a ghost figure in the middle of the street on Mischief Night. And then the only thing my mom let us do was egg or soap our own car. It, it, is, it is kind of amazing. I just, I'm, I'm realizing this. We had our conversation about video games a couple weeks ago. I lived in a town in New Jersey that let me, one night a year, play pranks on people to the point of TPing people's homes that got done. But you uh, still eggs. couldn't play I video couldn't games. I couldn't play video games. What kind of messed up town did I live in where they would let kids do that, but you couldn't play a video game? I don't know. That's just very strange. It's probably just some sort of money-making thing. It's just weird. New Jersey, you were weird. Well, we know that because they have those, <laughs> what, do, what are we calling them, the dr- draconian gun laws? Yes, the yeah. draconian gun laws. Um, this is the town that, this is the state that when I go back to visit, I have to scrape my NRA stickers off my truck. Because I'm always afraid I'm going to get pulled over for no good reason. Uh, you, you'd probably be able to get away with it. I, I'm going up to New Jersey for a New Jersey SafeCon. Uh, you don't in have any August. NRA stickers on your. Yeah, I do SUV. have my NRA. 
Do yeah, you? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have my NRA sticker, and yeah. I have my Wolverines sticker. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, and I leave it on. And but. you have your Uzi pass, so just keep going. <laughs> just keep, just maybe you'll uh, maybe you can come to uh, New Jersey SafeCon with me this summer. I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. Anyway, where uh, in New Jersey is that? Uh, around Princeton area. Mm, I don't know. Mm, we'll talk about it off yeah, air. Yeah, off air. Anyway, speaking of uh, weird places, Trent Marsh had sent me a story about Fort Wayne, Indiana, and the recent debate. Over backyard chickens. Apparently, uh, Fort Wayne does not allow backyard chickens. There is a move to allow backyard chickens, and there was much consternation about the prospect of backyard chickens in and, Fort Wayne, and, Indiana. And I don't understand that. I think the thing that most people do not understand about chickens is that chickens are like women. We can ovulate <laughs> without a man. We make eggs without a man around, so they, you don't need a rooster. So you can have chickens, and they'll lay eggs, and you don't need a rooster. Mm-hmm. And the rooster is the loud one. Right. He's the disturbance in the neighborhood because he crows all the live long day. Yes. But chickens are just hanging out, aerating the soil, fertilizing the soil, eating bugs. Yes. They're a, a good a, addition. A, occasionally, you will hear a hen do the car alarm noise and we'll go down and sometimes uh, we i swear sometimes she's just freaked out by the eggs like ha ha well know, a lot of times it's she can't find everyone, everyone else. else right but so hens can be a little but, louder but they're not they're not rooster but loud. the thing is is that you can have like two or three chickens mm-hmm. in a little tiny coop that you can buy from walmart.com right. in your little suburban area yep. and you can kind of drag it around your yard and they'll eat up the grass and they'll eat up the bugs and they don't have to get out of it yeah and you'll have at least with three hens if they're 22 weeks you'll have at least two eggs every three to four days for eight to ten years yeah, listen, and I'm a, I'm I'm a huge fan of the backyard chicken phenomenon. I think it's awesome. And we, uh, I got home and we had so many eggs today that I gave two dozen away, and we still have a dozen and a half on our counter. I know it's been crazy, um, but uh, but yeah, Fort Wayne. Apparently, one of the city council members said that uh, Fort Wayne is too big for backyard chickens. It was pointed out that Indianapolis, Indiana, actually allows a backyard chicken and, it, and they're twice way bigger, the size right? of uh, yeah. Fort Wayne. So uh, I, I told Trent that the city fathers needed to paint Fort Wayne too big for chickens on the uh, the side of the water towers. I think that should be their new official That's motto. That's a really fun motto. Right. And then you can have that super chicken dude at the end. <laughs> well, you couldn't. You'd have to put like the circle with a line through the oh, chicken dude. yeah. Sorry. Are you that talking about one. the San Diego chicken? Is that who you're talking about? No. I'm, I'm thinking of a cartoon with super chicken. Super chicken? Was that like a real thing? Um, if you give me too much time, I'll think of what the melody was for the theme song, and then <laughs> well, we can't the producer it. will bleep it out. So oh, look at that! I won't even Super go. Chicken is a segment that ran on the animated television series George of the Jungle. Thank you. Okay, there you go. That was it. The, uh, so. Every now and then, the generation gap it's kicks in. Pretty with apparent. Us. Every now and then, not yep. not all the time, but nope. uh, that was one of those times. We're gonna step away <laughs> for just a moment or two. Some of us more sprightly than others, and when we come back, we've got. Uh, Oh. F you. <laughs> I heard that. 
You're going to leave that up while I'm in there. I was hoping she was going to be too tired to pick up on I'm that. tired, but I'm not that tired. I heard that. Don't even. Let's finish this out before you can't talk. <clears throat> All right, we're going to step away for just a moment or two. And when we come back, we've got some of your thoughts to get to. So stick around. And there's more 40 Acres and a Fool still to come. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. With Michael Pelka. Starting at noon on Wednesday, we're going to break down, dig into, drill down all of the questions and answers from Tuesday's Senate Intelligence Committee grilling of Jeff Sessions. Plus, there's a vaccine that may revolutionize the treatment of people with heroin addiction. It could change the world for so many people. We'll cover it all, but you got to be here. Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So we still need to talk about your uh, your culinary adventures uh, recently. Yeah, I got to take a um, three-day weekend to check out the Chicago area. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, um, yeah I have a friend who I've known since her oldest was three days old and he's 14. And I haven't seen her in a long time because... And it's kind of bad because she um, she got married and I was dealing with the cancer crap, so I couldn't travel. So I could finally travel with you not being away and her being around and me being able to go. So yeah. So uh, so what did you get to eat that was on your your culinary bucket list? Well, since it was the, sh- the Chicago area, I had to get a Chicago beef Italian beef sandwich. Mm-hmm. I had to get a Chicago hot dog, and I had to have deep dish pizza. Um, I had all of the above, and I don't know why the F anybody would want <laughs> to eat a Chicago hot dog. And I had it through the garden, which means all the crap was on it. It was like having a salad with a side order of hot dog. And what is the bleep is up with that preternaturally like fluorescent green relish? That like was like okay. So while I had one, and it was not. I, I, I had one. I won't yeah. eat it again. Okay. What about I'm, the hot beef sandwich? It was good. Yeah. But it reminded me of like Chaps Pit beef. It was just like In a good. In Baltimore? Yeah. It okay. was just like a good beef slice sandwich. Yeah. Chaps, um, Chaps put theirs on a bun. Uh, Italian beef put theirs on an Italian roll. Okay. You can get it with peppers. You can get it with gravy. You can get it dipped. I wanted to try it like plain so I could get a good idea of what the meat tasted like. And it was mm. tasty. Um, and dip, deep dish pizza. And I've heard if you have good Chicago deep dish pizza, you'll never want another type of pizza again. Not true. No? Nah. Okay. Um, it's a whole different kind of experience. Um, the crust is kind of like a butter crust, so it's more like a crackery sort of thing. Mm. But it's kind of weird. It's kind of like my Chushy Pearls pizza recipe. So now I need to figure out how they make theirs. Then I can figure out how to make hers. But then they put... The sausage on the bottom, and then there's other stuff, and it was good, mm-hmm. but, and I had, like, a slice for dinner, and then I woke up, and I was like, well, I'll just have pizza for breakfast, because <laughs> I'll do that, and I had a slice for breakfast. How but, was it cold? Um, no, I reheated oh, it. Oh, you reheated it, okay. Um, it was too big and messy with chopped tomatoes as a top layer to eat cold. Okay. Um, you really wanted to eat it hot, uh, or at least warm. 
Uh, it was good, but I don't. I I think my favorite because I'm from New Jersey is the thin New York style pizza. Still, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not one of those people. When you go blank, you never go back. I'm not gonna be the. I'm never gonna go deep dish. Never go back. Nah, it was okay. Okay. So okay, yes, good on the Italian beef. Yes, good on the deep dish. Meh on the hot dog. So sorry if I'm insulting all you Chicago people, but <laughs> I grew up with either having my hot dog with like sauerkraut. Or ketchup or mustard. So there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, I've got a story here from civileats.com, which uh, can be a little, um, I don't know, it can be a little like. Uncivil? Well, not uncivil, but a little too like, a little left foodie, you know. Uh. Uh, But they had a really interesting article this week. Farmers face uphill battle and right to repair tractors. Hmm. Um, and uh, uh, they start by an interview uh, with uh, this guy, Tom Swartz. He's a farmer in Nebraska. He's got 2,500 acres. Uh, and when he was growing up, he said when their international tractor broke down, he said he bought a new part or you bought a used part, you replaced what was broken, and you moved on. Now things are much more difficult and much more complicated. Uh, Schwartz said a component in the guidance system on his John Deere 7230 tractor, which he used to plant his crops, recently broke. Uh, and the company no longer supports his tractor system, so he's looking at a $3,000 bill for a used electrical part. He said he'd like to just get his current component repaired, but manufacturers won't provide independent shops with the guides or technology that would allow them to fix it. And John Deere, one of the few tractor manufacturers with an authorized repair shop in south-central Nebraska, won't repair older parts if it no longer supports them. The oh. idea being that, you know, you, sorry, your yours is obsolete now. you got to go get a new tractor. So there are, in 11 state legislatures... These right-to-repair bills that have been introduced um, that would require manufacturers to provide the same information and parts to farmers or independent repair shops as they do for the manufacturer's repair shops. Mm, Okay, that's fair. It's kind of interesting because on the one hand, like, you see where these companies having a monopoly on this information can make it more expensive and Mm -hmm. can price gouge and, you know, hurt the, the farmers who are forced to upgrade continually uh, and, you know, maybe take out uh, uh, loans to have to pay for these pieces of equipment. But on the other hand, um, shouldn't you as a company have the right to say, we're going to keep our intellectual property to ourselves and we're not going to share it with other people? Like, I'm not saying it's the the right thing to do, but I think I'm not sure that it should be... Not sure that it's be illegal to to keep that information. There, there's uh, a movie like this. I think it was like we saw it. it was like robots or something. Like the kid, like they started to make parts obsolete and they, they couldn't fix themselves. And yeah, it was all just a, it was all just a big ploy to make money. Well, I, I'm sure that uh, the the companies would make more money if they're take if you're forced to take your uh, your tractor. Or whatever piece of farm equipment breaks to an authorized dealer. Well, like new as cars with their independent shops, right? You just can't fix them anymore, right? Uh, but that's the thing. Like at the same time, have these pieces of technology gotten so complicated that uh, a lot of these small independent shops might not be able to fix? Well, them? that might be true because I remember seeing uh, a story about a farmer who had one of those kind of tractors that would just operate on its GPS system. And he kind of just had to sit there and read a book while 
his tractor did its thing because it was following a course set by the GPS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, so this is what I'm talking about with like the, the politics of this website, Civil Eats. Um, they say the American Legislative Exchange Council, a conservative dark money organization that right, proposes this- model legislation for the states, has also declared its opposition to right to repair bills. The council, whose funders include billionaire libertarian brothers Charles and David Koch, Describes right-to-repair legislation as, quote, government mandates on innovators that would force them to hand over proprietary information. Both e-commerce trade association NetChoice and telecom giant AT&T, which are opposed to -to right-to-repair legislation, are also on Alex's private enterprise board. And here's the thing, like, again, they've got a point, right? It is your product that you've developed. uh, But I bought it. I understand that you've bought it. But if they want to make sure that uh, there are no unauthorized repairs, same with Apple. You think you gotta, if, if your phone breaks, right, you've got to take it to either an Apple Which store. I, I'm, anyway. Listen, again, I'm not saying that it's right or it's good or it's the, the wise business I understand. Practice. It's quality control. But it, I'm it not. Oil bell, it all, it, that's what it all, all boils down to. It well, all boils down to quality control. And I, I, control well, I'm sure. I'm sure it boils down to increased profits for these companies. Well, that. But you know, uh, but, but, you know quality saying, control is, is is part of that. But I'm sure it boils down to well, we can make more money. What I'm saying is, I'm not sure that that should be illegal. It, it, it again. Well, no, that it, goes against capitalism. It might not be the uh, the wise thing for a business to do in this day and age. Um, maybe it is the wise thing to do, I, but I'm just I'm not convinced that uh, that that the answer is uh, make these companies turn over information. Uh, and it's interesting there was a um, uh, a lawmaker uh, in Nebraska, Bob Christ. He's on the uh, ag committee there in Nebraska. He said he had mixed feelings about the Nebraska legislation. He said when you're charging forty five hundred dollars for a software update for a GPS, I think you're out of line. And, and I think that he's right, but. Uh, in Nebraska, anyway, the legislation died. Apparently, a series of procedural maneuvers uh, in the uh, Nebraska legislature doomed the bill, and uh, Civil Eats says it died in committee. Hmm. So, it's, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, again, emotionally, I, I I see the point of these farmers, and financially, I see the point of the farmers. But at the same time, what are the unintended consequences of telling companies that? You know, you've got to turn over this information to third-party individuals who you might not want to have this information. Yeah, but that's kind of going against like like um, the whole user manual thing. Do Mm -hmm. you not get a user man with that? Like when we bought Kid Three his car, I bought a Chilton manual. Yeah, that covered like all how to fix all the things of his car. That's Mm kind of that's what I would want. I, listen, I, I again, my my heart is with you on that. Um, frankly, I'd like to get back to a. Uh, we you know we've been talking about every now and then we kind of go back and forth about having a tractor. And if we ever get a tractor, it's going to be an old tractor. It's going to be yeah. You know, I've, I, I yeah, I've come to that decision. Like I want like I don't want to have to deal with all this crap, and I just as soon be able to jury rig it or find some old parts or do some you know cons- you know in inspirational fix-ups but yeah so i don't know it uh it, it's it's i I'm, I'm struggling with this one i uh i see both sides and i guess i'm just not quite sure where i'm gonna come down but uh my heart says one thing my my head says something else I think they should at least offer an instruction manual because nobody reads the damn manual anyway. <laughs> well, I think they offer the instruction manual. They just don't offer the repair manual. 
Well, if there's an instruction manual, if you can figure out how things work, then you can probably go ahead and reverse engineer it if you're pretty Well, but smart. see, yeah, I mean, like a lot of it are these electric components, electronic components. Oh, that's the problem, is so many of these big things have, like, computer banks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, anyway, that's uh, that's an issue that may be playing out in a state legislature near you. All right, we're going to step away for a moment or two, but when we come back, we have uh, some of your thoughts to share. Email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. Stick around. We'll be right back here on 40 Acres and a Fool. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So we've got an email from Michael here. You might hear uh, Booker gnawing on a beef loaf in the background. Uh, Michael in Michigan says, uh, finally listened to the last podcast. Loved it as always. My son's 11. We're going through the same stuff, video games, instead of going outside, swearing, etc. cetera. Uh, that, he says, and I just tried smoking a pork butt for the first time this past weekend. It was a learning experience. Still turned out great despite myriad errors on my part. Uh, the pork butt is, is a forgiving meat. It Michael. is. It's so juicy with so many connective tissue things that as long as you just don't dry it out the you know, like a piece of straw, then you should be good. But good, I'm happy it all turned out. Yay for you. Yep. And uh, Michael says, I'm glad you got the port out, Missy. E. He says, my wife has one, not for cancer, but several chronic health issues and treatments have basically ruined her veins. So yeah. they put that in to allow them access if she ends up in the ER. This is her third port, Ouch. Michael says. She has scars on both sides from the removal of the other two. I know of what you speak. She's doing well now, too. Finally got her stomach tube out recently. She was unable to keep food down for a long time. Having her gallbladder removed seemed to have fix that he says she is a tough cookie she yeah, is a tough cookie shit no kidding <laughs> that makes my stuff look like a cakewalk holy crap wow that is uh, yeah right uh michael More power to her i'm so glad she's she's motoring on you give high fives uh, uh, from I, us please just, 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 right? <laughs> michael says our son does have two things that does get him outdoors fishing he loves to fish and trap clays skeet shooting. Neither are cheap hobbies, but I suppose he'll never be able to afford drugs or smoking at any rate. <laughs> if he keeps those up, you're right. Right. Those in uh, Boy Scouts, a great program that I am proud to volunteer with. And uh, Mike says, uh, Mike's in Manchester. He says, I still plan to, uh, on sending you some Manchester chicken broil swag this summer. It's a great event. Where's Manchester? Uh, it's in Michigan. Oh, I was going to say, there's Manchester, Southeastern England, Michigan. England. Washington County, sea, but that's a different Manchester. So the Manchester Chicken Broil typically takes place on the third Thursday in July at Alumni Memorial Field. Uh, tickets must be purchased to enter the park and receive a chicken plate. It's a four-hour event, which lasts from late afternoon until early evening. Includes uh, free shuttle shuttle buses. How many chickens? Uh, do you wagon get? ride. What's the chicken? Live is, entertainment. Is it smoked? And a classic car show. So the, the is it grilled? well, like, okay. So we here's the thing. About? Yes, the food. Food is the main draw at the Manchester Chicken Broil. This is from uh, USA Today. For your entry ticket, you receive a plate which includes half of a grilled chicken, radishes, 
potato chips, dinner roll, drink, and a helping of the broil's secret recipe coleslaw. Mm. The uh, chicken is grilled over four 100-foot-long charcoal broiling pits that require 9,600 pounds of charcoal. Other necessary ingredients include two and a half tons of cabbage, more than 100 gallons of coleslaw dressing, and 1,100 pounds of radishes. What are the chickens brined? Or the chickens brined? I don't know. USA Today doesn't mention anything about chickens being brined. So uh, they're better when they're brined like that. Mike in Manchester, you might want to ask if they if they brine the chickens before they broil the chickens, and if not, just uh, tell them Missy e recommends I'm just it. Saying unless they're already good and juicy, <laughs> I'm just saying that'll, that'll help. Uh, Brian uh, wrote in as well. Says the camps were on the podcast. Is this the first time? The second? Mm-hmm. Oh, we just edited out a swear word. By the way, we did. And it, it was did. mine. It was mine. He felt uncomfortable, so I it's not going to happen again. So it might. You caught him. It but might. It, it's, it's a lot more infrequent than my <laughs> potty mouth. But potty mouth is a sign of intelligence. Well, that's mind. what Brian says. He uh, points you. to this. Uh, now, it is from the Huffington Post, and it's the Huffington Post in Canada, eh? Uh, well, intelligent I've, people I, use more swear words according to study. I've seen other studies that aren't from Canada, and I don't trust Canada because Canada's Canada. Chloe so Tejada, uh, writer, Akuna editor, Matata? baker. Wait, what? Chloe Tejada. Oh, okay. <laughs> the author of uh, this article at HuffPo no Canada, who is a writer, editor, baker, pug lover. <laughs> And uh, HuffPost Canada Living Editor. So. Pug Lover. Well, that's already questionable. Pug Lover. I saw Pug Lover open up for... Uh, Nine Inch Nails? Uh, that sounds like a band that would open up for, it would. for Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> right? Chainsaw Pug Kittens Lover. and Pug Lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> open up for Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Brian says on the topic of party games, I highly suggest... We're having way too much fun Cards Against Humanity. Uh, oh, we love Cards Against Humanity, Brian. We do, we do, we do. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, Brian says, I should warn you on the scale of Cam on NRA News to Miss E after a few whiskeys. This is definitely less family-friendly. <laughs> it's You're for right. me. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's... It's, it's a, so much fun. It's a good time, yes. Uh, oh, so. you guys have to try... What did we try... Quictionary. Yeah. Try Quictionary because it's not necessarily a cursy thing, but you have to like state your case and support your idea. And it's a fast paced game, but it's cheap and it's fun and it's a card game. So yeah. there you go. Quictionary. Now I want to play Cards Against Humanity. We got The problem is we've got too many flipping Small kids children. running around. Yeah, so, so it's like, hard to play that the game. The adults have to sneak away, yes. right? and we don't have many adults who can sneak away to play Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> exactly. We have to have a, a... That's what we need to do. We need to start the Sneaky Adult Card Game Club in our county. <laughs> we should do that. And uh, finally, Tabitha writing in uh, with the uh, title Plum Curculio, which... Wait, what? Uh, it's like Plum Julio. Curculio. Who? Who? Julio? No, Wait. that was Susudio. Oh, who, 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 and you Susudio. can't, you can't even. I'm not even sure you could do that. I don't think that was singing. That was just more like owl hooting. I was thinking Hopefully more like Gangsters Paradise, Plum Curculio, but that was just uh, that was just Coolio. Well, I'm still anyway. Plum Curculio is um, what may be affecting our uh, our trees. And Tabitha had sent this uh, story from the University of Kentucky. College of Agriculture, the uh, Cooperative Extension Service. So the um, 
Uh, the treatment for plum curculio, which is this is this is a picture you can see, Missy. You yeah, can't if you're listening. Never actually we've never actually gotten that far, but this is the that far the adult the plum curculio on a young apple. Ooziness that coming out of a yeah, piece so of fruit. Plum curculio is a uh, native Cur- pest of North Cur- America. Uh, it's a snout beetle, quarter of an inch long, dark brown oh. in color with patches of white or gray. Don't sing. There are four prominent humps. On the uh, snout beetles, wing covers. Anyway, what you got to do? Yeah, lots. Of uh, insecticide. Uh, well, see, that's there what you, you got to go. do, right? Serious plum curculio damage is usually restricted to orchards that do not use an insecticide that's application. That's what has happened. Our that plum tree is about half dead. Yep. To improve timing, commercial growers can use a beet sheet to monitor for the adults or monitor for the first signs of curculio damage to the fruit. I'm just spraying that mf'er. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. No, because we have so no, many. No, I, I was not what I was saying wow about. I wasn't saying wow, she's going to spray. No, it was more like don't 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 get all alphabetical on me. All right. You're you're you've gone from efforts to mfers and, you know, I I can translate. And now I'm getting my my Ned Flanders side of me is getting a little I'm not saying the words. <laughs> I should think that's My brain is translating. You're the last person who got called on cursing, by the way. I know. So, not me. Do as I say, not as I do. And I'm saying MFers. (laughs) Stop. All right. (laughs) We're done. We're finished. We are so finished. Cakes are done. Cakes are done. When we uh, When we come back. I'm so tired. I know. It was a sleep-deprived weekend. She's a little... She's yes. She I needs did, some sleep. I did. Okay, so when a you, mouthful of soap. No, no. And, so uh, yeah, mouthful of soap. So my whole philosophy about going to visit my friend was like Ben Franklin's thing about guests like fish stink after three days. But the first night I slept in the house, I was just like, oh my blob. I slept. I slept in my friend's stepdaughter's house. Room. Room. Right. And it had like one of those. It had a big window that had shades, but it had a half moon thing. Yeah. Half half circle moon half circle window. Yes. And a full moon. And the full moon shined on my head for several hours as it moved through the night. I know. And then you had to get up and you had a late night and let's go to bed. I'm tired. Let's go to so, sleep. Yeah, I'm Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. All right. You have a wonderful week. Uh, thank you again for tuning in. Email address 40acrefool at gmail.com on Instagram. Follow you at, at Kim Edwards and you can follow my and our farmy stuff at Corny Goat Farm. Yep. And then there's the Facebook Corny Goat Farm page that if you're so inclined, you can go look. I share recipes so you can get the fermented pepper thing and a lot of the food things that I post on pictures. And things look like pretty good. We got stuff in the garden now and the lawns yeah. all mowed. So maybe we'll do like a Facebook Live one night this week. Oh, it would be good. Or we can do like one of those like walk around the. Can we do that with the walk around I think camera? We can. <gasps> yeah, we should do that. So okay. keep posted because we're going to get more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, we're not done yet. Be safe, have fun, live a little, learn Learn a a lot, lot. and we'll see you here soon on 40 40 Acres Acres and a Fool. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.